0: What's up, Drop Pod listeners? You can find all of our content on YouTube at the Drop Golf Podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Pods. That's the Drop Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Drop underscore pod. Like,
1: rate, review, subscribe, follow along, all that good stuff. This episode is presented by the Law Office of Mound and Tranger. Tom Mound and Randy Tranger are board-certified trial attorneys who share more than 40 years of legal experience. They specialize in personal injury matters, workers' compensation cases, and criminal and municipal defense. As certified trial attorneys, they have recovered millions of dollars on behalf of people injured in accidents and employees injured at work. They have offices conveniently located in Freehold and Point Pleasant. For skilled and personalized legal representation, call Mound and Tranger at 732-780-0230 Or check out their website at teamallinlaw.com. Not only are they good people, they're good golfers, too. I'm like a savvy vet at this point. Mike, I was first team All-State. I could make it rain out here. This is the Drop Podcast, where we talk golfing in the Garden State. I'm Mike Poro, and this is Ryan Coulott. What's going on, everyone?
0: Happy New Year. We are recording this on January 1st. Uh, and excited to be here. Both Mike and I had really riveting nights out. We went. Uh, Mike, it was great. I didn't know I'd see you at Times Square yesterday, but uh, but it was very fun to, to happen to bump into you. Hope everyone had a great New Year's Eve. Everyone was safe. Um, have fun, but stayed safe as well. Uh, I'll tell you, I know, I know Mike and I talked about it. We are super, super excited for 2023. I mean, we hit you know this is episode 13 we hit the ground running at the end of 2022 and, and we got some big things going for 2023 um interviews that we have you know set to come out or lined up uh all the people that have reached out and and said hey when the golf season kind of comes around through this winter we'd love to have you out to the course all of that kind of stuff that we have lined up um different courses, guests, things that we have, ideas that we have. But, you know, the quote-unquote, when next season comes around, Mike, like it's, it's really, I, I hope we're coming in hot. I really hope everything comes to fruition. And it's, it could be a huge year for us here at the Drop Podcast. So appreciate uh, you guys following along. And um, as always, no matter how you consume us, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. And keep following along. Come along for the ride for
1: us. Yeah, listen, 2022 was great, but like I keep saying, and I I truly believe it, I think 2023 is going to be even better. So we're excited to get this thing going. I I can't believe we're 13 episodes in, you know, and, and let's just keep attacking, bro. Let's keep getting after it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Last episode, we had talked about our New Year's resolutions in golf, and I had talked about wanting to be a lower handicap. I didn't really give anything descriptive on how I plan on doing that. And I I have two two main ways that I want to do that. I think the worst part of my game is putting. I, I feel like I miss a lot of putts that I should make, and that's really what I want to focus on this winter, is, is getting better lines on my putts. So... This is not a promotion, but I had bought the Dave Peltz putting system. They're like these magnets that you put onto your putter. I know Mike has them as well. And just hitting hitting putts more squarely is gonna be the first thing that I want to do. I don't know if that's my actual problem, but I feel like that's a good place to start. So I got a putting mat set up in my in my room. I got uh, the putter out with couple balls that I'm just going to every day I want to roll you know 20 putts using this and the system has these three magnets and the one is bigger than the width of a golf ball by you know maybe it's it's not quite two golf balls but maybe it's golf ball and a half and then the second step is golf ball and a quarter and then the third step is is like it's called like pro level and it's just bigger than where a golf ball would hit and if you hit any part of any part of it that's not flush, it has like this bumper that'll hit the ball and, and the ball goes kind of rolling all over. So that's kind of the first way, Mike, that I want to get it, enact my plan here is to get make more putts. I, I would like to really be a better putter this year than I was um, in the past, especially like last year I got a new putter, I got fitted for it, and... I like how I rolled it, but I, was, I changed my grip. I did some things. I really want to get a lot more practice this year with my, with my putting. The next thing that I wanted to do is I, I really want to be more flexible. I am, as you guys have, have, anyone that follows any of our content or whatever, I know I'm a big guy, but I, I am very inflexible. And I think that's a tangible thing that I can, that I can fix. You know, everybody's got, you know, Hashtag new year, new me, kind of, kind of BS. And they want to, uh, they want to eat better, they want to lose weight, and then by February, nobody's in their gyms anymore. And I think that's, uh, that's like, that's because it's not something that's tangible. Um, I, I, I think what I have planned is I, I want to, I want to stretch every day. Like, that's my, that's my thing. I want to, I want to wake up, hit play on the coffee do 10 minutes of stretching, right? I have very tight hamstrings. My back's always tight. I think that that's a tangible way to do something that's, again, 10, 15 minutes of just stretching, I think would make me more flexible, a little more limber, hopefully be able to follow through more on my golf swing. And I think that that's another way, because my miss is, because I have a natural cut on my swing. But when I'm tight, it's a power fade and my miss is then becomes a slice. And I think that if I were to become more flexible, that would be a way that I could alleviate that and, and be a little more limber, be able to follow through a little easier. I think those are I think those are two very tangible things for me to be able to do for this golf season to be able to do. be able to stretch more, be more flexible, um and and make more putts. And the first way I want to try is is this, again, the, the not an ad read, but that's Dave Pelt's putting system and see if that might be, that might be it. What are your thoughts on my plan? Um,
1: I love the idea of getting you more flexible. I think that would be a huge help to your golf swing and to your golf game. And probably even personally, it might it might just help you as well. For, oh, I
0: should have mentioned that. Like that's like a personal, a personal goal that I think is just like when I was thinking about things I want to do, like what habits I want to change, that kind of stuff. That was definitely a personal goal that I think is a one of the reasons why. Other than you know everybody wants to be healthier, I think that's a way for me to be healthier. But I also think a side. Benefit. A side result of that. Uh, thank you. A side benefit of that would be. Playing yeah, there's no doubt. Golf. I think
1: that I think that I think that more so than putting, would help your golf game way more. Because no offense, like I I agree, putting is probably, you know, my dad'd be the first person to say like you're an awful putter. um Who me? And, or you? And to me. Okay. Um, so to me, I, I would always say like. I'm always messing around in the hallway, taking my putter out of the bag, trying to putt a little bit, things of that nature. So I, there's no doubt, like I, I agree, like for you specifically though, if you it, getting more flexible, you know, like that is no doubt a, a huge, will be a huge benefit to your overall game. Because then I think you feel more confident, you're hitting the ball, even if you're not making putts, you're, you're able to two putt, make pars, rather than scrambling to make that 15 footer for par, And then you're putting so much pressure on your putter where, you know, if you're able to hit the ball a little bit better and and move it around easier, that makes your life a lot easier on the putting ring. So to me, I I would say that should be number one for you. And then I think that you'll reap the results after that. Um, And then I guess if you, for me, you know, I think like anybody, like no doubt, everybody wants to hit it further. No doubt. Everybody wants to make more putts, but I guess for me specifically, I, I would love to be like really good from a hundred yards and in like, I, I would like to be able to be able to confidently get up there with a wedge and know that the worst miss you're hitting it is, is 20 feet because there's no doubt there's times I hit good drives and then I got, you know, buck 20 into the green and you know, you flare a wedge out right where you leave it short or if you hit the green, it's like 30 feet and not close enough to where you kind of threw away a great drive. Um, so I would say like that to me 100 yards and in would be like a point of emphasis in trying to take my game to the next level and in, in being more competitive because just like everybody else my putter's streaky gets hot and some days I look really good and other days it's not and I look like a chopper so it's You know The putting, no doubt, comes and goes, but I think if you're able to consistently hit it to a point where you're giving yourself opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, numbers are on your side that one's got to go in, and then we all know that once one goes in, we feel a lot more confident than the second one goes in, and now before you know it, you're stringing a couple good holes together, you're feeling more confident, you're feeling looser, you're not putting so much pressure on the tee shot or the second shot. Um, because you know your short game from 100 yards in and in is rock solid so to me like I would say that's definitely an area that I would love to improve at
0: I think you definitely can and I know I know we've talked about like practicing that I, I think that that 100 yards and in is is no doubt like maybe the most practice needs to be done with that because that shot is so much on feel and and having that, you know, like, hundred yards is is maybe for some people it's more than a fifty six, but it's less than a pitching wedge. So you're taking, you're you know, choking up on your pitching wedge. You're taking a three quarter swing. That's that's you know, just just banging balls and getting muscle memory. But I I think you definitely can because because as you said, like I've I've seen your putter get hot and I've seen it, I've seen it not. And I I tell people all the time the first time Mike and I played. Uh, last year in 2022, Mike didn't miss a putt inside 10 feet. <laughs> but Mr. Poirot, I know you're listening to this. He did not miss a putt inside 10 feet. I mean, it was it was incredible. I, I couldn't believe, I knew he was a good golfer. And like you said, nothing, you feel like you wasted a good drive. It's demoralizing when, you're, when you have a good drive, you got 100 yards in, and then you put it to 30 feet. Whereas like, man, I really just, if I could tighten that up. So I, I hear you on that, and certainly attainable for you.
1: Located in Middletown, New Jersey, Dr. Mike Pamakala at Sports Solutions Physical Therapy and Performance Development is a Titleist Performance Institute medical practitioner. Dr. Mike uses a hands-on approach with his clients to get them out of pain and back onto the golf course. No pain, no problem. Assessments are available for golfers looking to improve flexibility, Power, strength, stability, and overall efficiency with their golf swing. Don't let dysfunction disrupt your swing. Schedule an evaluation with a TPI physical therapist and check out Dr. Mike at SportsolutionsPT.com and on Instagram at SportsolutionsPT. Right, that's right up your alley. That is right up your alley. That is what you need. I mean, Dr. Mike is your guy.
0: Yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Dr. Mike, see if we can work something out, because that would be amazing uh, if he could help me with some flexibility stuff. You know, uh, Mike, I I think uh, you brought this up. I know that we've talked about you being competitive, so I know you've been kind of all over. Uh, The NJSGA released the schedule for uh, 2023 for their different championships and their four ball and, and you know, all, I say their four ball, all their stuff. And I want to ask you uh, in front of everybody, do you
1: want to be my alternate shot partner this year? I appreciate the ask, but the answer is no. <laughs> I, I just got to be honest. Uh, I don't think I'd qualify anyway. But listen, that they just released their 2023 championship schedule. And, and when you look at It's so funny where some of these championships are being held because they're places of pros or directors of instruction that we've spoken to already. Um, Perfect example, the four ball, is that the championship's being held at Hamilton Farm right in the backyard uh, of Nick Bova. Then you got 122nd amateur championship coming to Manasquan River. Like You want to talk about making sure your game's dialed in for that. And then you got some other ones. I know you had mentioned the other day or, or last episode, like you would love to play Neshanic Valley. It just so happens that the 89th Men's Public Links Championship is at Neshanic Valley. So you're talking so many great golf courses on this schedule. Nonetheless, with, with qualifying sites at, at really, really good spots. And, you know, I'd be remiss not to mention that, you know, they got the 40, 40th mid amateur, it's being held at Deal. You got the 100 and third state open being held at Hackensack. And then like, you know, we were fortunate to find out way back when, when Dave Cronheim of the NJSGA, you know, kind of hinted towards us that they were going to have the first ever state open for women. And that's being held this year at Montclair Golf Club. So, you know, when you look at this schedule, you look at the venues, look at the, the where the championships are being held, man, it is a a who's who of, of golf courses in New Jersey
0: yeah it's uh, I know some of the some of the site, some of the sites are still Tba you know like looking at the schedule here the the four ball is the first thing to come out um, that's in May so they got April they got three qualifiers only two are you know they have a location and a date for so they're still filling in some of that stuff but but man like the Golf courses on this list, if you are interested in playing some competitive golf, there's there's some amazing golf courses. It really is. It just, it, it blows my mind every time we think about it. like New Jersey, we just have so many great golf courses and it's like you forget about like the, the senior four balls being held at Knickerbocker. We haven't mentioned Knickerbocker once and then one of our interviewers that we haven't sent out the interview yet, he mentioned Knickerbocker, and that's the first time we've ever mentioned that, and that's a course that that guy loves, said one of the best in the state. So, like, there's so many good clubs that we talk about, and then it's like, oh, you forget about, like, like Knickerbocker. Uh, we haven't talked about Wa Chung, really, since since Dave's interview, but even that one's phenomenal. Mendham, you mentioned Deals on here. Spring Lake's holding a senior amateur there's just so many good ones. As to say, Spring Lake, um, uh, Knoll Country Club, there's just so many good ones that, that just are like, it's just like one right after the other of just like, you know, like if you're talking about, oh, that club's really solid. I think that's a great compliment. And on this list of, of courses, that's like the knock of, of like, man, I'll tell you, like uh, like Hackensack. I've heard that's a really solid one. And it's like, ooh, so you don't really like that on this list? It's like, no, no, no. I do like it, but when you're comparing it to all the others, it's just like, and not a knock against Hackensack.
1: Yeah, and even and and even and even the qualifiers. I mean, specifically when you look throughout all of them, it's not like you're going to the local muni to to qualify for the championship. I mean, when you just look at the amateur championship itself, like. You're heading over to Jumping Brook and then you got, you know, Quail Brook which is a very very good public golf course. And you got Burlington Country Club. You got you got courses on this that even if you did not qualify for the championship itself, you're going to still go play a very high quality golf course. So it's not like you're paying for for just some average run of the mill, you know, muni right around the corner. Like these are legit locations and there's no doubt, like, even being fortunate to play in the NJSGA events, like, they put on a phenomenal, phenomenal tournament. The, everything is, is first class. They take care of you. Um, you know, everybody from, you know, the volunteers who work it to the guys behind the computer that are operating the whole thing, they, they just do a, a first class job. And, you know, I, I think we'd be remiss not to, to talk about it early on here with them just releasing it. So... If you haven't seen it, you can definitely go check it out on their website njsga.org/backslash/future-schedule. And right there, you can see all the list of spots: men's, women's, juniors. Um, they got it all there, and it, it's some are like Ryan mentioned, some TBAs. Um, but you just keep checking. I'm sure those will be filling in, you know, as we continue.
0: So, Mike, this is this is my only knock with the NJSGA here. And maybe it's not a big deal because there's such a small pool of people. But for all of these, you need like a handicap that's below a certain index, which I get that. That makes total sense. I'm not saying have like a, you know, for the the state open, I think it's five and below or seven and below. Totally got it. Totally like, you don't want someone who's 19 in the qualifying. I understand that. But I would like to see them have something for the group of people who are competitive, but still not not in that top echelon of golfers. Even if it's like, so, you so it seems like seven is for most of these, from what I remember. But like, what about this? What about something for the people who are like, like, 8 to 15. Or I guess 7.1 to 15. You know, like, uh, I wish they had something, because none of these are that. The only thing that is, and is there's some where you combine handicaps, and the combined handicap... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that was. (laughs)
1: The combined handicap... Yeah, can't be like, so above the four, the four like a twelve. Yeah, the four ball, for example, the team it has a handicap limit of 14.0. So you combine your hand, handicap with your partner.
0: Right, and if and if I'm a twelve, that means you have to be under a two. And I get why some people would want to do that, but I also other people like that discourages people from doing. You know, like people don't want to do that because. A 12 has the ability to play well, but they also have the ability to not help at all. So I, I get that as as well. So that would be my only knock is I'd like to see something for like that. I always want to call it like mid-am, but I know mid-am is more of an age. But like those people who are still competitive, but but aren't terribly great golfers. You know, again, I'll, I'll say like someone like myself, I can get around, but it's, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a 12 handicap and I, I just, I want... I would like for there to be something for me. And again, maybe that's such a small pool that it's not worth it to them, which I, I get. Yeah, and but. I would
1: say, and I guess to play on their side as to maybe the why, it's a great question to ask them. Sure. As, give me, give me you advocate. might be yeah. a very small pool of people that are in, let's say, the 8.0 index range to the 15.0 that want to compete. Most of the people in that range either A, just enjoy playing, And the idea of going ball and hole Mm -hmm. is something that scares them. So they're like, why would I pay $150 to shoot 114? Because most middle handicappers, now when you're talking about putting everything out, when you're talking a little pressure on the line, don't have the ability to go 75. Where on a normal Saturday, that eight handicap could piece together a good round at his home course and go low. But he's also probably not putting everything out. So I think the the idea of what you're trying to say is understandable, no doubt. But I also think it's a very small pool. But I do have a suggestion for you, and, and I hope you don't take offense to this. I'm going to. Because I think this is a great idea that you can take and run with. Is you make your if own... you say
0: hold on, if you say be a better golfer, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit
1: you. Nope, no, no, I'm not. Listen. I'll run away. You can't catch me. Um, but, but I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say like, you want your own tournament and I get it. You want the tournament for the eight to the 15 handicap, right? That's kind of like what you're looking for. So I have a great suggestion for you. I got a great suggestion for you and don't take offense. This, you should make this tournament. You should run it and call it the choppers championship.
0: <laughs> Fuck. That's amazing. I love it, the Choppers you know? Championship. So,
1: and then you take it in and run the tournament.
0: I'll tell you what, NJSGA, let's let's coordinate. We got the 2000. Is it too late to organize that for this year yeah. for 23? Yeah. So yeah. we got the 2024 Choppers Championship. It's going to be held at presented by the Drop Podcast. This? Right, presented by the Drop Podcast. We're, gonna, We're holding it at TBA. At, t- TBA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, TB, TBA on the location. I think that's, see, I think that's good. I think that's, I think that's both fun, funny. I think that that, again, like these are super, super competitive tournaments. And I think that for those people that are still competitive, but not very good, they would want that. They would want that air of competition while also... No, I want to say Do you say think are like gonna get a big serious? enough field though for I don't know. That? I, I don't I don't know. I guess they'd I mean, you wouldn't know if you don't try, first of all, but I would I think that would be a I think you're missing out which, on which something. I'd like to see them. You, try There that. are
1: some other tours within the state of New Jersey that have things specifically designed for handicapped tournaments outside the NJSGA. You know, like I know that there's a New Jersey amateur amateur tour or something along those lines um, that we've connected with on on Instagram has made mention to me that, you know, for lower handicap guys, it's not really their niche. Um, their niche is really for the middle handicap guys, which, which I get, but I I guess the only problem in the, in the question for the choppers championship is, are you going to get enough people? But I love the name. I knew you'd love the name. I, I really do. I, you know, you know? What? and, and, and I think just the whole idea of the Choppers Championship presented by the Drop Podcast. I mean, I mean, I think that's a great little ring.
0: Yeah, I, I Mike and I record on Zoom, and as I was talking, I could see his face light up. I know the exact second that he fa- that he came up with the name Choppers Championship. I just didn't know. I didn't know.
1: Listen, and no offense to the audience, I'm not jabbing at people that are eight to fourteen handicaps. So please don't DM me on Instagram saying like I. I'm never listening to you again, so on and so forth. Let's let's make sure I toss that that comment out there before we get blitzed with comments saying like oh, I'll play you any day of the week, blah 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 blah. Listen, I get it, I get it. Some of you are sandbaggers, I get it.
0: And if you really are passionate about your opinion, Mike's <laughs> home personal phone number is <laughs> Certainly, give him a call. Send him a text.
1: Don't say that because the problem is now people call that number and they're getting some random phone number because you're saying it on the podcast.
0: Micah, I do want to uh, put this out there for those people who are in a boat like mine. Whether you want to be competitive at a place um, that you can that you can go, you know, go be competitive at, um, that's fine. Maybe and not as good as, you know, to, to qualify for some of those other tournaments, or if you're someone who just wants to go see other places, there's some, you know, as we've talked about, there's some great golf courses out there. The NJSGA does put on what they call member golf days, and they did come up with their, with their, some of their member golf days from 2023. It's not complete yet, uh, but they have a couple. There's Stone Harbor, Lake Mohawk. Um, NJ National is on there. There's a bunch of TBDs at this point. But this is also a really great way for those that are listening that are, again, in my kind of boat, um, where either you just want to go see a place that you've never seen before, you want to be competitive, uh, you know, see your name on a leaderboard, or and and compare yourself to other golfers in a little more tournament like atmosphere um, whatever the case may be for for your reasoning but these days are awesome it's really amazing that the these courses open up to you know the first however many golfers it is and they put on basically uh, you know an, an outing basically at all these courses and it's really a great way to see a whole bunch of other places and and again the until I got to see the Ridge at a few years ago, and seeing that course was
1: awesome. Well, so it's on, it's funny you say that, because I'll be dead honest with you, I've never played in one before, and when I'm looking at this list for, for 2023, I, I know, man, back when I was a, a high school golfer, I was fortunate to play Stone Harbor, and that place was a gem down in South Jersey. And one thing I, I think, and I know that you know, Dave had mentioned his back, you know, what was that episode seven or eight that Dave was on? These member golf days are great opportunities for, you know, non-members of private golf clubs to go play private golf clubs and go experience that. So I'm pretty sure they run like a Stableford system in terms of how the scoring is done. I, I, I got to believe the handicap is involved because it's the only way that it's going to be fair to... You know the really low guy to the really high guy, but just the list of the courses that are on there. I mean, man, if you found a a group of four, you and three buddies, and found a a spot that you've been dying to get on, and you looked at this schedule, I mean, God, the seven that are listed right here right now are are no joke either. I mean, you got Stone Harbor, Lake Mohawk, Cobblestone, Black Oak, you know. Then later in October, you got Panther Valley, White Beaches, and and New Jersey National, which is superb as it as it comes. So. And they got seven TBDs. So if you just continue to check this site, man, there might be one or two others that pop up that grab your eye and say, listen, we got to go find a way to get on there.
0: Absolutely. And I will say that the Ridge has been in there for every year, the last like five or six years. So I'd, I would bet the Ridge is on there as well. I've never even heard of Panther Valley or White Beaches or Stone Harbor, to be quite honest with you. So that, that certainly might be on my list. I know... New Jersey National is something that would be cool to get to. So there's definitely a way, if you're interested in playing something like that, um, check out the, the member golf days by the uh NJSG And just to Day, confirm really it, I, I checked
1: on some of the past results on their website, and it is handicap-based. So that is a good thing for people out there that are listening, like, man, does that mean i got to go play against the scratch golfer? No, it's a, it's a Stableford system based upon your handicap at that golf course, Pending the tees that you're playing. So, another great thing that the NJSGA puts out. So, like Ryan mentioned, if you're not into the full on ball and hole tournament like atmosphere and you're looking for something that suits you and your game, you know, that, that's a great opportunity for you to kind of be competitive and go experience a new place and, and a great place nonetheless.
0: That was actually my first experience with Stableford scoring, uh, and it was a little confusing you know, walking up and, and not really knowing that. So that that was, again, a, a really cool way. And I think, Mike, an easy transition into a, a kind of a segment that we've put in here in talking about different games you can play on the golf course when you go out. This Stableford scoring is something that I really like the idea of it. Again, it might not be for everybody. But before we get in there, I do want to mention one thing. You can... If it wasn't clear when we talked about wolf last episode or the episode before, you can alter these rules however you want to. You know, someone someone mentioned to me that they've played wolf at their at their club and they play in no less than fivesomes. So, like it's one on four, whatever. Do, you know, if you if you find that it works a certain way for you or you know, if you only have 3 guys, like th- these rules are not hard and fast. To be honest, I think it's really just the point system. And then even at that point, you can kind of figure it out as you as you go if you're if you're changing the, the points, you can certainly do that. And I think you'll see with Stableford that it's really only a point scoring system. It's not necessarily a game. I thought that was a good transition because I was talking to a friend recently Um, my buddy lives in Dublin. He's moved out there a few years ago. He's got a family out there and, and he plays golf, you know, kind of occasionally, maybe a little bit more, but, um, he was saying that when he got out there, that's the game that they play. They, they, in, in Ireland or the UK, that's where they, Stableford scoring is what they play when you go out regularly. You know how we talked about, you come out here and you play a 5-5-10 game, five in the front, five in the back, ten overall. They go out and that's just their standard Stableford scoring. So kind of interesting that it's that it's that way. And he was explaining to me that while the handicap system is the main way, and I do like this about it a whole lot. When you handicap somebody, or when you play with the handicaps, that's the main way to. To make the game fair. This is another level to make the game between people more fair as well. Because if the person who's the higher handicap, in theory, is going to have more blow-up holes. Well, you don't get penalized the point system for blowing up on a hole. So I, I, I do like that there's that aspect of it. So let me, uh, let me go into this a little bit. Uh, You can play this at any way you want to, foursomes, pairs, teams, whatever you want. Uh, Again, it's a scoring system rather than a game or an on-course game. At the end of the round, the team or the person with the most points wins. So unlike golf where you want the lower score, Stableford scoring, you want the higher score. And I'm going to get to the scoring in a second. Mike, have you ever played Stableford?
1: Yeah. And there's no doubt I have. And obviously, you know, just listen to you speak about it. Everybody does it different. And I know at the beginning of the game, when you were to play with your group, you might specify specifically like, hey, okay, if we're going to say points are 25 cents, they're 50 cents, they're a dollar. So that, you know, if I won 50 points at the end of the round, you won 30, the difference is 20. Now, if you're, then you, def, you know, decide if it's dollars and you owe me 20 bucks, whatever the case is. Like, you know, I knew the points were based upon you know, a dollar figure um, or cent, whatever you're playing with your group.
0: So this is like the like the base scoring. And like I said, you can kind of change this as you want to. Um, double bogey or more, you get zero points. For a bogey, you get one point. For a par, you get two points. For a birdie, you get three points. An eagle, four. And a double eagle... Or an albatross, you get five. I want to take a time out here, Mike. You call it double eagle or albatross? Wow,
1: that's a good question. Well, I've never made one. I've never made. Mm-hmm. I've never made one, so I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you could call it e- albatross. I think it's got to be the cooler name. If you make a two on a five, you got to go with the cooler name. An eagle is just like a you know an eagle like ah oh, you made an eagle before in a par five or par four. You got lucky and hold one out, but an albatross sounds like damn. Okay, you just golfed that hole. No clue what that means, but it's got to be something good, right? So I go the other way because of course you would, of course you would, of course you would. I you like double eagle. Way. Why would you call it well, double just eagle? Because you made a two or four five. Give me the cool word. Albatross. The right. We all
0: know that eagle is awesome, and then when you get two awesome, yeah, an
1: albatross on albatross, albatross on another level.
0: To, to each their own. I go double eagle over albatross, but I was curious as to what you what you had in there. Um, but so I did slash it. So again, when you double eagle or albatross, you get five points. Really the only thing that I saw that was that like a couple a couple places as I was doing research. So a hole in one is technically an eagle. Correct. So for that. That means that you're getting four points, but you just did the hardest thing in golf. So some places, I think that's something that you just call out. Uh, In some places, I saw it play it as four because it's an eagle. Play it as five because that's the most you could get. Or it's the best thing you could get because getting a hole in one is better than a double eagle or an albatross. So give it six points. Do with what you want to. Um, You can play it with handicaps. As I said, so if you, you know, someone who's stroking on a hole gets a six for a net five, they get one point. If they were, if they got a bogey net par, they get two points. And then you just kind of play it away. And again, I, I like the aspect of it that the handicap system, as I said, that's the first, the biggest, the most fair way to make a match uh, competitive and, and make, it, make it fair between two competitors. But this seems like a really good way, whereas like that higher handicap is going to blow up more times than the other person does, and it saves them from having that, you know, you get a seven on a par four, you got three extra, three extra strokes on your number score, those you can't get back. Whereas this system, it's like you got a seven, it's like, okay, you just got no points whereas someone else might have bogeyed, and they just got one point. So instead of losing three strokes, you only lost one, which I, I kind of like that, again, it, it keeps it a little more fair. Um, the the blow-ups don't hurt you as much, I guess is,
1: is what I'm saying. So, Yeah, obviously, I mean, and, and just to clarify that, the blow-ups still count to your overall score when you're going to post something, but in terms of the game that's being played within the group, It still keeps you competitive and not feeling like like well how am I going to make up nine strokes in the last four holes because it's a point based game for
0: sure that's I I should have said that because that is that is true you're still keeping this is still golf you're still playing your like even more than Wolf you're playing just a, a round of golf and and it's just a different way to score in your group but you're still posting a a regular score. Still going ball and hole and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I thought this was a cool way. I thought it was ironic that we kind of were talking about it and it just happened to be the one that I, was, that I picked for today because I was talking with my, with my buddy about how they play golf over in Ireland. So I, I thought very kismet today.